0: Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm hopefully getting back into the swing of this thing as uh, I normally do every week. Lately, it's been every second week, and that was because, well, if you paid attention, uh, we've been in the process of moving. So now we're moved in, sort of. You know, that's always a a little bit of a process. It takes a while. We've been uh, in our new province now for three days. So we're about as moved in as you can get in three days, finally starting to get the top floor, organized a little bit make it feel like home, give us some place to actually sit down. I got the internet up and running here yesterday, so I'm trying to kind of get this one out last minute, but uh, again, I'm I'm trying to get back on schedule. So uh, enough real boredom of that. The move went well. Everything went well uh, interprovincially. You know, there's challenges to that, especially with four kids, but it was good. Uh, Everybody's excited. Everybody likes to have a little bit more open space now. Um, It's just it's a big change. And that's kind of the the topic for this week is change. (laughs) Obviously, it's been on my mind a fair bit over the past couple of months, and then kind of realizing it and actualizing it over this last week has been pretty interesting to say the least. But it's, you know, I mean, it's been on my mind for a while. And it's something that uh, I've gradually been working on here. So and this one, you know, when we think of change, you know, a lot of times we talk about changing our mindset or changing, you know, something like that. Uh, things that are not easily done, but they, you know, they aren't aren't drastic steps. I mean, sometimes they are actually, but in this case, I'm going to be talking more about uh, physically changing space and actually chasing opportunity. Maybe is the way that I'm viewing it, anyway. But you know, that's a that's a change in for me personally. It's scenery, geography, work, friends, family. I mean we struck out here with nobody here on this side, right? I've got a few friends who I've, you know, know who are kind of close here, but realistically, we've always kind of had the safety net of family being around and, you know, lifelong friends, and we're just kind of striking out our own. And I must say, it's kind of an interesting feeling, like my wife and I were talking about it last night, and that feeling of kind of independence, it's, it's fulfilling, and it you know, it makes you feel kind of like an actualized adult, <laughs> like you're actually doing something on your own, uh, again, maybe that's just because, I don't know, maybe that just speaks to me, but, uh, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of the way we've been looking at it. it, looking at it more as an adventure, as kind of this next big step in life, it makes it exciting, it makes it fun, and I know that our kids are loving it, and, uh, Anyway, so I've I've got a few quotes here for this week. And, you know, it's all obviously around this. And uh, one of them by C.S. Lewis here is, It may be hard for an egg to turn into a bird. It would be a jolly sight harder for it to learn to fly while remaining an egg. We are all like eggs at present. And you cannot go on indefinitely being just an ordinary, decent egg. We must be hatched or go bad. And that's again, that's by C.S. Lewis. And that's one of the ones that I've been just kind of looking at and reading and trying to keep in mind as we're going along. Because I mean, uh, look, any kind, anytime you go through change, like anybody, it doesn't matter what it is, even if it's something like mindset, or, you know, a new job opportunity, or, you know, you're moving, for example, like we did. Yeah, there's a lot of nerves that come along with that. <laughs> it's a lot of worry, a lot of, uh, a lot of stressors and I think the one thing to keep in mind with that too is that change doesn't really happen without stress stressors. Sorry. I am tired. I am overworked, but uh, trying to get this out here anyway. But it, it doesn't it doesn't work without that. Like you need to face adversity. You need to have a challenge that you need to overcome in order to kind of facilitate that change. It's pretty hard to and you know, this is another thing I was thinking about is, you know, this is a challenge to anybody listening, like is your life perfect? Is your life exactly how you want it to be? Because if not, I mean, that's kind of the precursor to change, right? Like if you look around you, and you say, ah, you know, like, even if you're like, ah, things are all right, but you know, they could be better, whatever that better may be, like that is different to everybody, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to try to tell you what your goals should be. And I don't ever expect anybody to tell me what my goals should be. Uh, we've all got those. We've all got them built in, or you know, we've built them up as we go along. But are you there? Like, are you happy where you are? Is everything perfect in your life? And if not, and I'm gonna venture a guess that 99.99% of you say no, it's not. uh, And I fall into that camp as well. uh, Then you've got to change. And again, (laughs) it's not easy. Uh, I've struggled with it a lot in the past. In fact, usually I'm pretty apprehensive when it comes to actually pulling the trigger on anything that will will drastically change my direction in life, or it, it just change my scenery, change whatever. Because again, you kind of get paralyzed by, by that fear, and I've experienced it plenty of times, uh, all throughout my life. And then finally, this time, my wife and I, you know, we talked about it again. I, you know, I don't think I could go through with something like this without having her as my rock to kind of lean on. And that's actually one thing now that, you know, we're probably going to have a little bit more free time here. Uh, We've got a bit more space in the house. I'd like to actually get her on here. So I'm going to work on that anyway. (laughs) Gradually wear her down, get her onto the podcast. But that's something I want to talk about is just, you know, marriage relationships, support networks, um, kind of being that, that rock for each other as well as, I don't know. I mean, yeah, again, without her, I don't think I'd ever take this step because traditionally I'm just not that type of person. I, I kind of like to play things a little bit more comfortable uh, not go with the big risk and the big change like we're going through now. So it's, um yeah, it's different. Uh, it's different, but at the same time, it's exciting. And again, if your life isn't, perfect, if it isn't exactly how you want it to be, then you're going to have to change something. And you know, that's just the facts of life that comes down to the challenges of it all, right? Like, you usually got to stare something down or really, really take control of something if you want to change if you want to kind of take the reins on the course that your life is going down. Because again, I mean, now one one big thing, and this kind of well, this is directly related to the situation we're in. But I know that nationally, specifically, uh, and actually, more specifically, it's provincially, where I moved from is British Columbia. But we're also experiencing it in Canada, in Ontario, I know in the states that, you know, it's a it's a hot button topic as well. But that's uh, housing affordability. And, you know, there's obviously a a ton of contributing factors to this, right. And I think the one thing that a lot of us have to focus on is that, you know, all these different factors that are playing into it, um, we don't have control over them, <laughs> like not a one of them. So, you know, for us, we kept looking at it, you know, we we're fighting this never ending battle, the, the price just kept going up and up. And while on the one hand, it was good, you know, we we're in the market, or we were in the market in BC, and we were seeing uh, this insane rise in our property value, you know, anything that we were looking to buy now is also insanely priced, and it's, you know, it feels like it's inflated. It, um, I would say that it definitely is. It's probably where most of this um, national inflation has been funneled into, because I think the latest numbers is something like five point eight percent or something. It's a joke, right? Like I, I know I talked about this in a in a previous episode with Carla, but. Uh, that number is a joke because, I mean, just in our, just in the real estate assessment by the city, it went up 32% last year. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's no way nothing changed. (laughs) It's not like, uh, I don't know, it's anyway, that's a topic for a different day. And one that I don't fully understand myself anyway. So I don't know why I would go down that path to to the end. But regardless, what I was faced with is, okay, there's all these factors that we can't control. And maybe you're in the same boat. And you know, maybe it isn't even housing that you're dealing with. But maybe there's something that, you know, you feel like it is, or it really is completely out of your control, at least, you know, 99% of the factors that are going into this equation. And you're saying to yourself, well, you know, like this is a never ending battle, what am I going to do? Well, you know, for us, we looked at it, pretty realistically, we said, okay, what is our priority here? What is our main set of goals? And, you know, we've all like I said, we've all got different ones. No two, none of our two goals are going to be the same. But for us, it was, you know, giving our kids a little bit more space, a little bit more open air, a little bit more freedom. And so to us, you know, that was more important then our geography, then staying where we had kind of grown up, where we had laid roots as kids and, you know, where we had this support network, we decided that we wanted to strike off and try to build something for our kids, And again, you know, maybe you look at your situation, you say, no, no, it's more important for me to stay here. It's more important for me to stay close to people that I know, to you know, my my current job, to whatever it is. Again, everybody's got different goals, and I'm gonna stop trying to repeat that because that's very obvious. But you gotta prioritize your different goals in life whenever you're gonna assess a big change, something that will really flip your life on its head, you know, a big 180 degree change. And again, that's what it came down to for us. Because, you know, either way, whatever choice you're going to make when it comes to a decision like that, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have that sense of indecision, you're going to be, you know, wondering if you made the right choice, that's inevitable, I think. But at the same time, you have to decide which level of discomfort you want to go with because either way whichever choice you make in that that moment there's going to be challenges down either road you know for us personally if we had stayed in BC we're facing this absolutely uphill battle of affordability that I you know the way that I look at it is it was just a ticking time bomb and it's it would would eventually come crashing down on us I don't think that it was sustainable for us so in our minds, we said, okay, um, we've made a decent amount on paper on this house, thanks to inflation, you know, thanks, Trudy. And so are we going to stay here, uh, continue trying to ride this crazy wave, sit through, you know, what may come the, the downfall of all this inflation as uh, the Bank of Canada is rising, raising its rates, and you know, we might see on paper, our our value drop a little bit, like, should we get out kind of while the while the going's good? And, you know, or we could stay close to everybody that we know, we could stay at the same job, we could stay the same school for the kids, you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, again, looking down the road, are our kids ever going to be able to afford to buy anything here? And we said, not a chance. Uh, To us, that was where we came to I mean, you know, you always hope that your kid's going to be some, you know, super successful person, they're, you know, obviously, above all else, they're happy in life, but, you know, you see financial success for them in the future, you hope for it, but, yeah, I'm not banking on any of my kids being the next Elon Musk, or the next, uh, the next, you know, super genius in the world, who's going to revolutionize some industry, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to bank on that as a future plan. So for us, we just thought where are we going to, you know, strike out that'll give them the best opportunity to create a life for themselves, no matter what path they go down on and for us again that meant moving because in the long run again, you know, they're at a good age where we could actually go out and you know, you're not breaking really deep ties yet, you're you're kind of getting them out while they're young enough that so they can adapt they can change and to us that was very important so we knew we had to make this decision quickly which again added more stressors to it <laughs> but whatever it's done now so it's just uh yeah you you just got to keep that in mind and sorry I keep rambling on about personal stuff this week because i have you know I try not to but it's I haven't had a ton of time to research this topic that much it's just more going off of what's what's happening in personal life right now. And again, kind of ties into the housing market here and, you know, elsewhere that's superheated. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a big talking point, I'm sure wherever you are as well. But now going back actually to Elon Musk, here's a quote from him that uh, that applies really well to this, uh, this discussion point as well. But uh, so here it is, some people don't like change, but you need to embrace change if the alternative is disaster. That's again, that's by Elon Musk. So Again, that kind of just loops right back to what I was talking about, kind of where we saw uh, this crazy inflation and uh, the local housing market that we moved out of, where we saw it going, and to us, it was, you know, quite frankly, a no-brainer to us, but a lot of people, you know, you talk to friends, you talk to family, (laughs) everybody says, you're crazy, you know, you're going to move to Alberta where it's, you know, winter six months out of the year, but again, you know, priorities. That, uh, I've already gone over that in depth in probably too much depth. But so here's another thing that I was thinking about, too, is, you know, historically, what did people do, you know, especially in Canada and the states where, you know, you've got these huge open areas of land, uh, and just this, this massive, massive amount of land that's there. You know, like, people went out into the world, they sought out opportunity. Uh, You know, why should we expect everything to fall into our laps in the present day? I mean, I get that, you know, especially over the last two years, and in Canada with uh, CERB, and, you know, this government funded, you know, all the free money that people get, you know, which obviously (laughs) led directly into the inflation that we have now. But, you know, it always feels good when you're getting free money, I imagine, and then, you know, you're left holding this receipt when you're looking at you know paying for groceries and everything is 14% more expensive and you know way too many people are looking at this and not understanding the correlation anyway I'm getting way off topic again this is it's it's crazy it's frustrating but you know historically what did people do like you aren't sitting there with just money falling into your lap like you know over the past 18 months that's not how life works you know you've got to go out and seek opportunity you've got to seek that that better life or you know whatever it is like people people have moved all the time searching for opportunity searching for you know a better standard of living why do we think that 2022 is going to be any different you know i i don't get that i i don't understand people who will sit in one spot and bitch and complain But when you could move, you know, for me, personally, in the trade sector, right, like, and I understand Alberta is uh, kind of very energy dependent when it comes to oil prices, I get that, like, I, I'm not walking into this with my my eyes half open, I, I understand what the situation is here and how wages and and work availability can fluctuate. But overall, I mean, for tradespeople, my wage is generally higher here in Alberta, and cost of living is typically lower, you know, we don't have provincial tax, there's, uh, there's a lot of differences here compared to British Columbia, I mean, BC, it's just known nationally as bring cash, because it's so freaking expensive in every aspect of life, I mean, not just housing, obviously housing is insane, but, you know, in all aspects, so for us coming out here, you know, it'll give us a little bit more financial flexibility. Again, uh, just gets lays, uh, I want to say a broader road for the kids heading into the future, you know, where they ha- may have more opportunities open to them. I mean, sure they're going to have to, <laughs> their blood's going to have to thicken up a little bit. It's a lot colder here. You know, just today in April, we had, uh, A little bit of snow overnight, and again, in BC, we maybe had, where I lived, two to three days of snow all year. So, it's a little bit different, but we won't face the same amount of rain here either, which is depressing on its own. So, again, weighing out all the different pros and cons, and this is where we're at. So, again, just looking back historically, you know, our ancestors, my ancestors in particular, I know that they moved across the countries, they moved across continents, you know, seeking a better life, seeking opportunity. And I didn't have to go nearly as far as they did, you know, to feel like I I am seeking out that next opportunity, something better for for myself and my kids. And I think that's just something that, you know, a lot of people have lost touch with that, you know, not everything is going to fall into your lap ever, that'll never happen. (laughs) And if it means you picking up and moving, like, a lot of the people, you know, a lot of the talk, again, and I'm, I'm kind of relating all of this to the housing market because, again, uh, it's a hot-button topic here. It's hot across Canada, and it's it's important to talk about, I think, but especially to other millennials because I... <laughs> actually, I I hate identifying as a millennial only because of the absolute cringy nature that millennials get as a generation. But anyway, I'm a millennial, and, you know, all I see is people talking about, oh, millennials can't afford housing, millennials are completely priced out of the housing market, millennials will never own a house. And, you know, what the harsh reality of that is that maybe we won't in BC, in Ontario, you know, at least not in the, you know, the big city cores around Toronto and Vancouver, you know, maybe that's not feasible anymore, you know, unless you got in like us earlier in the market. um, Maybe it's not. And, but what does that mean? Does that mean that you, you know, you're locked to that locale and that you can never, ever own a house anywhere? No, of course it doesn't. And this mentality drives me crazy because all it is is, you know, for the most part, people complaining about how hard it is, how impossible it is, while not realizing that, yes, you have all these different factors that are completely out of your control, but you, you yourself can change where you are. You can change your settings your you know your geography you can move somewhere else if that's your biggest goal in life is to own a house then move like i i have very i mean that's not true i do have a bit of empathy for for some people who are stuck in situations like this but overall like you know we're adults here like millennials we aren't kids anymore it's not like we're talking about 18 year olds we're talking about you know, 30 to 38 year olds, I think something like that probably 28 to 38. I don't know what the exact age is. But we're not talking about kids anymore. Like you can go out and build your own life. You know, all these stats about how millennials more than ever are staying at home living with their parents till they're, you know, into their late 30s. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I understand pricing is tough. But if you're wanting to strike it out on your own, you can. And maybe that's not a popular opinion or a popular message, but I think more people need to hear it. Like, yeah, we we benefited by buying in early. We were, I don't even want to say fortunate. I've, I've been seeing way too many people online lately, almost apologizing for getting into the market when they did, like as if this affordability crisis is on their shoulders, like it's on my shoulders it's not on my shoulders. It's not on your shoulders. If you're, you know, 30, it doesn't matter what age you are, if you bought in, in 2015, 2018, whatever, like that's when a lot of my friends have bought in in that time frame. This isn't your fault. <laughs> and don't go around on social media, like apologizing for it. Why would you apologize for something that you have no fault in it? Anyway, it's it's mind boggling to me, it just to me anyway it speaks of this this idea of you know i talked about it a few weeks ago i think of when you're trying to convey how sorry you feel for somebody but really it's just trying to pump your own tires up like show how you know almost falsely caring you are to me it it, it doesn't make any sense uh, i'm not going to apologize for something that i'm that is at no fault of my own right And so if you were able to get in perfect, you know, but if you're wanting to upsize like we did, uh, it was next to financially impossible where we were. And so, but it was more important to us. So we left. (laughs) That's all it is. And if that means, you know, over the next couple of years, you see an exodus of young people exiting uh, the big metropolitan areas, maybe that puts pressure on those markets and shrinks their money down again, right? Like, you know, it's... a. (laughs) Everything's transient. Like populations are fairly transient. I mean, obviously not entirely, but look, like if you want (laughs) to, you want to force change. Uh, This is funny, actually. Um, My one of my old journeymen. Well, actually, we were both journeymen, but he's much more experienced than me. He taught me a lot. But he had asked me. He he knew that I was getting ready to move, and he said, "You know, when are you voting with your feet?" And it kind of made me laugh because I've never. I had never thought of that. Like, yes, there were a lot of political implications in why we wanted to move provinces, the the different provincial reactions to, you know, COVID policy, to mandates, to provincial mandates, all that stuff, right? There, I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot of uh, political reasoning for our move. But I had never thought of it as voting with your feet. And you can think of it the exact same way. Like, if you're fed up with the housing market here, with the job market here, I say here as if I'm still in BC, but wherever you are, vote with your feet, leave. You know, like, <laughs> or again, like a lot of people are saying that they're planning to do, and I don't know how this is, how well this is going to work because all of Canada is propped up on the housing market, but you know, just. take yourself out of the market, you say, you know, this isn't, this isn't for me, this is too expensive, I'm not interested. Well, what happens when there's no buyers left, and it becomes a real true buyer's market, you know, you start to put pressure on prices to drop them. So anyway, this isn't, and I know there's a lot, (laughs) again, there's a lot more factors at play than that. I'm, I'm not trying to be naive. But I'm just saying that there are different little things that, you know, if you're fed up, you have a say in that. And, you know, like, like my old co worker had said, like, when are you voting with your feet as in leaving BC, because there was a lot of stuff in BC that I was fed up with cost of living being uh, one that was fairly high up on that list. And that really is what this comes down to, you know, I'm leaving my ta- tax dollars are leaving that province. Um, you know, you could say, and I never thought of it before, but you could say I'm voting with my feet. And I think that's that's an interesting way to look at it, and I think it's an accurate way to look at it. Now that I think about it, so again, you can do the same thing if you're fed up with where you are, if you're fed up with something that's going on. You can, you can leave. You can vote with your feet. You can, you can get out of there. And, you know, it's not like I view it as a shameful thing. I'm not tucking my tail and running. We're we're running towards something. We're not running away from from anything. Like we're running towards a a better life, to our goals, to. something better in our future so anyway that's uh that's kind of enough for me but (laughs) but uh i don't think i have any more points here maybe i'll just leave with a quote and again this loops right back to everything that i've discussed especially in the last few minutes but this is a quote by again one of my favorites uh victor frankl so he says when we are no longer able to change a situation we are challenged to change ourselves and he's talking about an internal change here, you know, a change to mindset, a change to viewpoint. But again, anything with change, it, it really applies to everything, be it a physical change, be it a job change, a, again, in geography, a change or, or mentality, it, there's always going to be so many factors that are out of your control. And again, there's one thing that you can control in all these situations. And that's yourself, you know, if you're in a a job that you hate, or that you aren't feeling appreciated, or, you know, your boss is a dick, or whatever it is, you know, all these different factors, you, you know, maybe you can't, or you're not going to be able to get your boss reprimanded, or, you know, you have no say in who else they're hiring in the company, maybe you have problems with co workers, and you know, you feel it's not your fault. Well, you know, the simplest, most straightforward, and probably the best one for Uh, Your mentality for your outlook is to change your own position, to change your circumstances, and that means quitting. That means finding a new job, but I should put that in a different order. Flip those two around. It's finding a new job and then quitting. Because that, uh, I mean, I know way too many people personally who I've seen just get fed up, have an emotional outburst, quit their job, and have absolutely nothing lined up. And you know what? As... (sighs) As much as a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, your mental health matters the most. Let me tell you what will degrade your mental health faster than just about anything. Even if your job is pissing you off or annoying you, it's, being, it's getting closer to zero that will really start to draw on your mental health. If you quit your job with having nothing else lined up and you start to see your savings evaporate your now your housing situation is in peril you know your your food your fuel whatever the case may be when you start to not being able to cover your bills um how do you think that's going to have an effect on your mental health all right so you know what if it means you know toughening up gritting your teeth taking that bit of strain at work for an extra two weeks while you look for a job, look for something else, do it. Because, again, I've seen it way too many times with friends, with family, people who just, again, emotionally outburst, quit their job and have nothing lined up thinking that that's the best thing for their mental health when they have no idea what's coming around the corner. You know, again, Heading into COVID, you know, I had friends who, before COVID struck, just before, they had, you know, they got pissed off at work, they quit their job, and then all of a sudden everything shut down. And now what? You know, you can't find a job, you can't get a job, you can't go on, you know, employment benefit because you quit, you weren't fired. Like, it's just, I don't know. Anyway, I don't even know how I got on that topic. Speaking of change, you know, maybe planning ahead a little bit, but... Oh, it's just not jumping into change for the sake of change. It's really trying to have an exit strategy, plan things out a little bit more, have a little bit more foresight. Uh, Don't act irrationally just on an emotional response. Um, I'm veering off topic here. I'm also very tired. It's getting late. So I think that'll be it for this week. I'm hoping to have a few good interview episodes coming up here and going to start chugging along back at a normal content pace once every week again get back into a little bit of a a sense of normality here. You know, again, it might be a little bit sporadic here for the next week or two as I start up my new job and, you know, try to get the the house unpacked, but it's coming. I'm getting back to normal. I'm going to get everything going and hopefully actually upgraded. So I'll I'll be working on video, setting up a new office, everything like that. You know, we've got a bit more space in the house now. I'm excited. Uh, But anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all again next week. Alright everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.